get a credit card that gives you what you need now, a low interest rate on everyday purchases, and a place to transfer high interest rate balances. The PenFed Gold Contactless Card is our lowest rate credit card. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Join PenFed, and together we can help you keep more of what's yours. Visit penfed.org slash goldcard. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Welcome, listener. How are you doing today? We're glad you're doing well. So, what are we going to talk about today? I was looking at your questions and you asked a very good question. You want to know, basically, how to become a confident public speaker. Um, you were saying that you need to give a speech and I'm guessing that you are probably feeling a little shy and a little nervous. So let's talk about this today. You know, I think that public speaking is one of the most enjoyable activities that someone can do in their life. I'll tell you that my entire life, I've always, always, always loved getting up in front of people and talking. I just love doing it. And I've also heard that a lot of people in life cannot stand doing it. They think it's just so unbelievably intimidating. And I kind of do understand that. Because I understand that a lot of people, not necessarily you, but a lot of people are very, very, very self-conscious about what others think of them. And so there's a lot of skills that you need to be a good public speaker. But the first main, you know, the main issue is that you need to stop worrying so much about what others have to say. And you need to only focus on delivering your speech. And you only need to focus on your audience. So that is really the first major, the first major thing. So, yeah, the first thing is, who is your audience for this particular speech? When, not not only who is your audience, but you need to think critically about why they are listening to you. And you need to be able to tell me, or you certainly need to be able to tell them why they need to listen to what you have to say. Because I will tell you that for the most part, More often than not, people at these types of meetings, come on, Nani, people at these types of meetings are not paying attention, usually. Or at very least, people at these types of meetings tend to be focused on other things. They tend to be focused on their iPods and iPhones, and they tend to be distracted with news and messages and podcasts and things. So really take some time to think about what is so special about you. And I'm sure I know that your story is very special or else you would not have posted the question. But what is so special about you that 
should make other people listen to you. No. Once you find that out, you can kind of gauge your speech. You can kind of aim your speech to the audience. Because... Because once you figure out why they should listen to you, you can figure out what you need to say. Okay? So the second, the second big of, or I don't know how many different pieces of advice I'll come up with today, but another critical factor is that I strongly believe, although I am not reading anything that I've already written for today's entry, I strongly believe that you need to write down in Braille everything that you need and want to say. And that you basically need to do your speech verbatim with almost with almost no exception. Now why might I be saying this? If you approach the speech from the angle of, I'm just going to do this speech off the top of my head, there's, there's a lot of things that could happen. Wow, excuse me. Oh. There's a lot of things that can happen when you give a speech simply based off of whatever pops into your head. First thing that happens is that you become very distracted with what you really need to be saying. And if you get distracted, your audience will get distracted. And you cannot, as a talented speech giver, you cannot allow that to happen. You cannot allow your audience to become distracted. Because once they have become distracted from what you're saying, then you've lost the speech. Then you've lost the argument, basically. A speech is basically your version of an argument. And a failure to understand this, that when you're speaking to an audience, you are basically presenting a case, or you're basically presenting a call to action, or you're basically telling a story. But regardless, once you lose the attention of the audience, well then, at that point, you're kind of wasting your time, and you're kind of wasting their time too. But you're certainly wasting your time. So, let me see some other good ideas to write down everything you need to say. Yes, and then after you have all of your, after you have your speech written and you've proofread it, you know, read through what you're going to say, make sure it sounds good, make sure you like, make sure you like what you wrote, read it aloud to a couple of friends. And the reason you need to do this is so that you can become comfortable 
with not being concerned with what your friends tell you. And so that you can be comfortable presenting the idea to a couple of people. And that's really, really, really important. So, and if you find that you are really not able to do that, and I'm sure you are able to, but if you find in general that you're, you know, trying to write a speech, you're trying to communicate your message, and you just just are not able to do it, you just find that it's just uncomfortable, then I would say you need to analyze why you're giving the speech and you need to think about is is this speech really really worth you know really worth giving and you need to think about you need to think about all of these things so then after you go through and practice it a lot with your friends listening to you with just a couple friends listening to you you need to then practice it a lot by yourself And you might be wondering why you need to practice it a lot by yourself. You need to practice it a lot so that you can become fluent and read it in a, you know, very, 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 very smooth way. You know, now that school has started, we see the bus going by me on the street there. That's what that was, and I needed to stop my train of thought so I could move, step to the side properly there. So, yeah, you need to read the speech a lot um, to yourself. Re- read it aloud a lot and practice giving it so that you can really get your intonation and your you know delivery exactly how you want it to be. And then... Um, basically at that point, you, you are ready to give the speech. Now, what if, what if you still find that after doing all of these things, you still find that you simply are just too afraid or that you find that there's just too much nerve, too many nerves in you. Or as we say, the idiom we say is that what if you find that there's still too many butterflies in your stomach. Well, then there are some other things you can do. You can do spend an enormous amount of time listening to the radio and listening to news and listening to online audio recordings. And this is something that I have actually spent an immense amount of time doing myself before I ever came up with the idea of Aaron's show. So, 
I've listened to a lot of talk shows in the United States. And I've come to notice that every talk show host really, again, has their own character and has their own personality and basically has their own reason why I should be listening to them. So it's very important to remember that. That you have to kind of attach your personality to the speech. And you kind of have to make you kind of have to make it clear to the listener, make it clear to the audience sitting in front of you why they need to listen to you. And that needs to be kind of obvious. And if it's not obvious, then really you know, you need to think about, well, how many more speeches You need to think about how many more speeches do you really want to give? Um, I, for one, love doing public speaking activities. But not everybody does, and that's okay. So, I've listened to a lot of talk show hosts in the United States. Um, I'm not going to give all of the information, because that will distract you. But I will say that every talk show host has their own their own personality that you have to try to understand and you also have to try to understand that when you're giving a speech, you're kind of basically an actor. You're kind of presenting your story. And a really good narrator is able to, you know, convey all of these things to the listener. They're able to pull the listener in, you know. So really good narrators are able to do this. And so are really, really good talk show hosts. Apart from listening to talk shows in the United States, I've also spent a lot of time listening to the way that news is presented all over the world. And that I noticed that with every story, with every news story, there always seems to be a beginning, a middle, and an end. So if you kind of notice that I start Aaron's show one way and I kind of end it another, with some alterations throughout, and I certainly don't say it exactly the same way every single time, Because if I did repeat it the same way, that wouldn't be interesting. But I do try to have some form, some, you know, formality to my, to my craft, to my presentation. And I hope that for you, that's helpful. And I hope that for you, that is, you know, something that encourages you to tune in to the podcast. And I also hope, by the way... I haven't talked about this a whole lot, but I also do want more interaction from you. I really wish, I I, I don't know what you're so afraid of, but I really wish that you did reply and comment below when I post my podcasts so that we can have a conversation about it. Because I think, just in general, I think that one of the problems with podcasts and why so many of them fail, come on. 
is that the podcaster feels is that the podcaster feels that the audience is not listening. Now, I know that you are listening because I can see, you know, software shows me how many times certain episodes have been played, and there's a whole chart that shows me if if, if I'm getting hits or if I'm getting, um, you know, plays on my on my product here. So I know that somebody is listening. But what I want to move towards as this progresses is I want to move towards a point where you feel comfortable leaving me an audio message right in the software, and then I could actually either feature feature you, feature your message on my show, or, <clears throat> or I could simply... Come on, Nani, let's go. Nani's sniffing a plant there, I guess. Or that... I would be able to use what you said to me in the message if you didn't want it to be on the air. I could certainly use it to back up one of the points that I make in my show. So yeah, you should leave me an audio message on this podcast so that we can have that experience. I think that would be, I think that would make it very exciting uh, for the for the listeners. So, I try to, you know, imitate, or not really imitate, but I try to do have a story that I want to tell you each day. Or else there wouldn't really be a reason for you to tune into the show if there wasn't really a story or a particular topic today. So... So I pay very close attention to how news is delivered all over the world and how reporters sound, um, basically from all over the world. So, I think that the 
you know, industry of podcasting is growing at quite an impressive rate, actually. And I think that although this particular podcast is just audio, I still think that a lot of people depend on podcasts, actually, to get a lot of information. Um, Because a lot of people do not have the time to sit at home all the time and Google things and do a lot of extensive research. So... That's why I think podcasting is still important. Although podcasts have probably been around for about 30 years. I don't really know. But there's probably podcasts were probably started in the, I don't know, 1990s, I guess. I'm guessing. They probably were not as sophisticated as the software we have access to today. But I would imagine that. I would imagine that people have been podcasting for quite a while. So we're on a walk here around the neighborhood. It's a beautiful day. Just giving you some natural sound for a couple minutes here. Nothing wrong with that.
Hold on here. Let's come over to the side. Basically, as you're giving your speech, or as you're giving your podcast, but in this case, as you're giving your speech, you need to spend a lot of time, it's kind of hard to do it, but you need to find ways and find skills and find the strategy to listen actively to how the audience reacts to you. And you should hear a couple of things. You should hear mostly silence. And usually the more quiet the audience is, the more they're actually liking what you're saying. The other thing... The other thing you should hear, perhaps, is either laughter, if you say something funny, You should hear applause if you're doing something well. But what you should not hear, and if you hear this, it means that you are not doing well. You should not hear cell phones going off. You should not hear other conversations. You should not hear a hum or a murmur from your audience. If you hear those things, that means that the audience does not like what you're saying or simply has lost interest in what you're saying. So you need to find a way to basically take over the environment for the few minutes that you're giving your speech and you need to find a way to encourage the audience to focus their energy on you for that amount of time. So as I say a lot, we're almost home. I think I've basically covered public speaking and the tips to do a speech well, I think. And if you think this is helpful to you, let me know. And if you want to come on my podcast and talk about this topic of public speaking, come. Look in your messenger on Facebook because you're going to see the episode there. I'm going to send you a wave, and then I'm going to send you the link to today's show. Okay? And then you can take a listen and tell me what you think. Wow. I'm sure there's a mute button for those, but... I don't quite know where it is, and it's a little hard to push it while I'm outside. So, by the way, remember, you've been listening to Aaron's show. We are broadcasting proudly on Anchor.fm, along with Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and Breaker. This has been another episode of Aaron's show, the show 
where we talk about issues in the blindness community. We talk about issues about raising your self-confidence when you need to give a speech. We talk about our families, talk about work, and everything in between, okay? So let me get to where I can stop, and then I will sign off for today. about wraps it up. So until next time, I hope you enjoyed the show today. Have a good day today, and a great day tomorrow. With Metro and the best deal in wireless, whatever your goal, however you hustle, you can rule your day. Get two lines with 5G access included for just $35 a month per line, period. With taxes and regulatory fees always included, so you know exactly how much you pay every month. All on America's largest 5G network at no extra charge. Plus, at Metro, get the latest 5G phones, like a Samsung Galaxy for less than 100 bucks when you switch. That's the best deal in wireless, so you can take control of your day wherever it takes you. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your day. Requires auto pay. First month is $40 per line for two lines. Samsung A51 requires port from eligible carrier and ID validation limited to two per account. Coverage not available in some areas. See Metro by T-Mobile.com or store for details. Rule the day the plant-based way with the new vegan mixed berry from Smoothie King. Powered by whole non-GMO fruits, oat milk, and vegan protein, it's a dairy-free plant-based smoothie you can feel great about. With 13 grams of protein and half your daily fiber, it's an easy way to get the essential nutrients your body craves. Skip the line and order online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day.